you hear that? I heard that. What was it? Could be a lot of things. Yeah? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. The Hound of the Baskervilles? Pecos Bill? Heathcliff. Heathcliff didn't howl. No, but he was on the moors. <laughs> it's a full moon. Beware, Beware the, the moon. moon and stick to the road. Oops. Hey, hey, sitters. Welcome to Shortcuts. Volume, I don't remember. Six? Six? Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is that right? Volume six, that's right. Huzzah. Oh my God, time flies. Yes. So we're uh, very excited. It's uh, Halloween weekend coming up uh, by the time, yeah, by the time this comes out, it comes out on Thursdays, right? So yeah, we're right around the corner from Halloween weekend um, and spooky season. We are going to skip uh, next week uh, for the... Um, for the next shortcuts, just an FYI, um, because I'm going to be in Salem. <laughs> yeah, because one of us will be in Salem, and one of us won't. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. So, you know, what we'll do is the next shortcuts after you get back, let's just do like the first 10 minutes of shortcuts. Just fill us in on yeah, everything yeah. you see and Absolutely. do. Oh, I'm just hoping I could get to do the, the one random thing I really want to do is I want to do an impromptu time warp dance with a bunch of other strangers. Have at it. It's the one thing in the sh in the middle of the street. That that's what I want to do. If you can't make it happen there, that's... I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start a trend then. Right? Yeah. All I'll right. Have to carry my own little boombox. I'm loving it. I'm <laughs> loving it. Please, pictures, 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 and sinners will put that up on uh, Simple Cuts Instagram. And you'll get to check out Shannon's, uh, Shannon and Matt's trip. And it's going to be fantastic. And I can't wait to hear about the broom making. And I can't <laughs> wait to hear just about everything. I'm very excited. So everybody send good vibes for good weather and good witchy fun. Yes. Okay. So that's our plan for uh, the next two weeks. Yes. Um, as always, uh, Sinners, we start with our movie birthdays. Yes. So we got uh, four of them. Uh, so right now, um, if you want to relive your childhood and, and cry in a corner, uh, 1978 Watership Down. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's definitely, it's a rough one. And I did put it up there because of that. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's horror in, in a oh, sense. Oh, definitely Yeah. Horror. Yeah. In, in a sense, you know, if not tragedy, uh, tragic storytelling. It's funny. I'm, I've got a nice, uh, a, a nice back and forth going with, uh, Cradle to the Grave podcast, um, you know, we're supporting each other mm -hmm. and, um, he's doing uh, dark Disney right now. Watcher in the woods, dragon slayer, something wicked this way comes. And this is also like gateway horror. Cause you know, we saw him yeah. when we were kids. Yeah, for this, sure. This movie 1000% falls into that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it, 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 great book and it's a really good movie, but it's just, it's, it's just so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. It's kind of like Animal Farm, I guess, right? In, in a sense. Yeah. Well, that, that one made me cry. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, you'll never look at a, at a bunny again and not, <laughs> not have empathy. You know? it's, it's, it's a tough life. Gotcha. All right. So this one, uh, probably produced different feelings, but, uh, 2013's The Green Inferno. The, I didn't hate that movie. Um... Sean has a look on his face that he did. <laughs> he, he, here's my problem with Eli Roth, and it's it's a me problem. Certainly not an Eli problem. I I, I don't. It's it. 
it just doesn't click for me. It's okay. it's the same with Rob Zombie. I completely respect the creativity and what the, their process and what they do and the vision that they have just doesn't resonate with okay. me. Like I said, it's a me problem, okay. not a them problem. Fair enough. But I also feel in my mind that I would be really great friends with both of them and we would probably, all three of us would go to Salem together. There you go. It would be very, <laughs> it would be very, very fun. <laughs> I, could, I, can vis- I can envision it. Did I watch the movie? I certainly did watch the movie and it is a, it's, it's a tough hang. Yeah. So there, uh, so moving on, we have, uh, 2003, uh, One Missed Call. This is the original Japanese version, FYI. Okay. Um, the, I got, um, I don't even know when the, the second one came out, but yeah, I did see the, the remake and it, I remember it kind of being like, uh, almost, almost like shot for shot, but I remember the acting being pretty mediocre and, and, and whatnot, but uh, I don't know. The original Japanese version is definitely the one to watch. It, I just found it was it was just more interesting. Do you remember, like, for every J-horror that came out, a year later they would do the remake? Yes. I feel like the only one that really landed was The the Ring with Naomi Watts. And yes. even The Ring too. I, I enjoyed. But I don't know. I, I, I just, like, all the rest of the remakes just kind of, they all kind of mesh together in my mind nothing really pops out i could be wrong there could be one that's that's just a complete banger but no i feel like i feel like the only one i haven't seen and it's probably because of the hunger games um but then i feel like they never remade battle royale no and that's probably what like one of my favorites could you imagine if they did i mean like i said i feel like the hunger games at first the hunger games i was actually kind of mad about it because to me it was was plagiarism to me um, but then I learned like how she made it and I, I, I get it. It, it, it was a very completely different vision, um, more u- utilizing the media where the original battle Royale was just, was more straight politics. Yeah. I mean, granted hunger games is politics too, but it was the usage of media and manipulation of, um, through the media that they got to the point of time that they got. God, I love that movie. Which one? Battle Royale. Yes. I don't like which one I'm talking about too. But uh, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's the only one I think they they never really remade, which is fine. The book is great too, by the way. Ooh. Battle Royale book. You understand it a lot more. Oh snap. Okay, you know how I love to buy books. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely gonna get that. Sparks are flying out of Sean's head right now. Oh my god, you know I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it, and it's gonna be like five thousand dollars. Well, if it is, uh, you can borrow mine. Okay, good. Okay. (laughs) And it's the actual book. It wasn't an audio book. Dibs. Awesome. All right, all right. So, and then one last one I got for you. One of my favorites is 1988. They live. Mm, come on. Yes. How do you not love that yeah, movie? Yeah, come on. I mean, if you get a chance Best to see it in the big screen. scene of all time. <laughs> and you know what? This this uh, flows perfectly into our shortcuts because um, Alamo Drafthouse is playing that at the end of the month. Uh, so that's across the country, Sinners. Um, go see They Live, 35mm on the big screen. Oh, my goodness. Come on. You, you can't spend a better night. I would love to see that on the big screen. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, guess what I'm seeing Friday? <gasps> While you're frolicking with your witches and warlocks. <laughs> While I'm flying around in my broom. Roy and I are going to go see. We're going to um, BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music. They have the BAM Rose Cinema, and they're doing uh, Halloween 3. Very cool. So sinners, come down and see me and Roy, the guy we pick on all the time for no good reason. <laughs> At nine thirty, uh, this this coming up Friday, the well, the twenty seventh, we'll be there. Awesome. All right, and that's it for birthdays, anniversaries, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it. Okay, you know what? I did I did want to give a shout out because I mentioned uh, Cradle of the Grave podcast, uh, and that is hosted by Eric. 
Um, Eric, you don't have your last name here. Hi, ah. Eric. So but, his name is Eric Eric. Eric Eric. It's just like Chris Chris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and Sinners, I know it's always weird when we're promoting another podcast on our podcast, but Cradle to the Grave podcast, horror movie podcast, Eric starts out in 71 when he was born and does, uh, you know, goes year by year and then kind of does like a decade retrospective. It's well worth your time. Guy's nothing but, you know, just liquid personality and the guests that he gets are fantastic and uh, the content is exactly what you're looking for because if you're listening to us... Eric covers the same types of movies, if not the exact same movie. So, okay, that's enough, Eric. I'm done promoting you. <laughs> I'm going to quickly roll into... I'm going to do books first. And the reason I want to do books first uh, is because uh, Kat, Kate and I went to uh, uh, Mystic, Connecticut, and we went to Alice's Haunted Little Bookshop. Yeah, I saw the pictures. That looked fun. Sinners, when I, you know, Mystic, Connecticut is a tourist destination, so there's a chance if you're on in the tri-state area, or even if you're not, it's well worth your time to go to Mystic. It's a beautiful little seaside town. A um, lot of great restaurants, a lot of great bars. The food is amazing. Great fresh, fresh seafood. Kind of everything you're looking for in a New England type of feel, especially this time of year. But this bookstore is everything you want it to be if you're into horror or if you're into books and especially if you're into horror books it's quaint it's adorable bailey uh the um uh the gentleman who's uh running the bookstore when when Catherine and i went in there he would he was as helpful as he was handsome so he <laughs> is just an absolute gem go in there say hi to bailey buy a couple of books um, they have like these interactive media displays that that are like mirrors. Oh, sorry, like portraits, but they change. So you got to hang out for like a good ten minutes just to see like all the different things that are changing within the bookstore. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they've got an Edgar Allan Poe there, and they've got you know uh, different skeletons and stuff like that. And then they got this big bird uh, raven outside, and it's just like I said, I'm just gushing all over this place because it was just so much fun. And um, like I said, Bailey was an absolute gem, and uh, you got to support independent local bookstores, and this one is just a ten out of ten. So. Sinners get down there. If you're in the Mystic area, they are waiting for you. <laughs> so as far as books go, got three quick ones. Nice. We have got The Reformatory by Tanana Reeve Dew. And this is a gripping novel set in, the, in Jim Crow, Florida that follows Robert Stevens Jr. as he's sent to a segregated reform school that's a chamber of terrors where he sees the horror of racism and injustice for the living and for the dead. <laughs> All right. Color me intrigued. Then we go to Luke Dumas, and he just uh, is releasing The Paleontologist. And this is, you know, Paleontologist, first off, I'm in. I'm in. Obsessed with paleontology. A haunted paleontologist returns to the museum where his sister was abducted years earlier and is forced with, uh, sorry, and his face, can't read my own handwriting, uh, with a terrifying and murderous spirit. That sounds awesome. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I love museum set horror Sinners, if I, you haven't seen the movie The Relic, watch the movie The Relic. Uh, and if you haven't read the book The Relic, by all means, please get it. Both of those are well worth your time. Then, oh, okay. <laughs> His eyes lit up. Then we've got Nat Cassidy. Now, I've been blathering about Nat Cassidy for weeks now because I'm a huge fan. And Nestlings comes out on the 31st on Halloween. Uh, this is 
a cross between Rosemary's Baby and Salem's Lot. Ooh. And it's set in a New York City residential building. And I'm going to see Nat along with Clay McLeod Chapman, uh, uh, Rachel Harrison. Oh, why am I forgetting the last author? And it's hosted by uh, Cassandra Kaw. And it's at The Strand coming up this Friday. Sorry, this Thursday in New York City. Uh, 7 o'clock at The Strand. There is a horror author panel. And I will be there. Nice. And um, Nat is... I'm going to be picking up my copy of, of Nestlings. So... Uh, hold on, bear with me once again. Sing a scary song, uh, Shannon. So while I... <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, I, I think I mentioned a few weeks back that I started a book, uh, Jillian Flynn's Sharp Objects. Oh yeah, I, like I still it. have yet to to watch the show. Uh, show, movie, show, series, miniseries? I don't remember. I but, see your limited series. Okay. So the, um, I, I, I am intrigued to watch it, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I, cause I wasn't sure going in, um, because I remember liking uh, Gone Girl, but okay. I hated the ending. Oh, really? I hated the ending of Gone So I was hoping it wasn't going to be another one of those, but I was actually pleasantly surprised. Like we, It was like one of those ones where we thought we wrapped it up, and then all of a sudden there was a twist. Um, it was kind of like a, like a Kaiser Soze moment in, in a sense, Okay. Uh, where you're like, okay, the movie's over. You're like, but wait, there's more. So there's there was like more. a little extra to, uh, the, the very, very, very end of the book, which I was pleasantly surprised. All right, cool. And it made sense. It all came together. It was, it was, a, it was a good read. I, I enjoyed it. Super duper. Yes. Okay. The name that I was leaving out cause I'm dumb, dumb is Aaron E. Adams is going to be there as well. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for this damn thing. So right, you know cool. what you'll be talking about, uh, Salem, and I'll be talking about this yeah, horror you panel. Got, you got some fun things to do, too. Yeah, that's awesome. A couple, couple of good things. <laughs> so that's our books right there, gang. Um, let's take a quick pivot into... All right, movies. Okay. Just want to talk about two movies. Streaming or... Uh, this is um, this is streaming. Yeah, neither one of these... One of them was released. Uh, Cobweb. I finally saw it. Oh, was it good? It was good. Okay. So Cobweb is on. It looked Hulu. interesting. I wanted to see it. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about because because I had a, <laughs> I had a, I tormented myself this week. I watched two movies. I watched a lot of movies, but these two stood out. I watched Dark Harvest, which is just on uh, VOD, and then I watched Cobweb. Dark Harvest is David Slade who did Thirty Days of Night. Right. He did I think five episodes of Hannibal. I really like David Slade. I like I like his aesthetic. I like the way he shoots his movies. They're always so imaginative and well thought out. And his use of light and color, I just find like really, really intriguing. I was... I, the movie was gorgeous to look at. Okay. The, it, it, the script just... It didn't... It just wasn't good. Okay. It just wasn't good. There were so many plot holes... And there were so many unanswered questions. The practical effects in this movie are fantastic. Because I'm not spoiling anything. They have this character. It's almost like a Pumpkinhead character. Okay. Called Sawtooth Jack or the October Boy in the in the novel. And um, they use a lot of really good CGI. Really good CGI. But really effective practical. And I heard... I was trying to, I was trying to verify what the budget on this movie was. I had listened to another podcast that said it was $2 million. What... What David Slade does with two million visually in this movie, he should teach everyone. Okay, just everyone, because the movie, like I said, it looks gorgeous, but it just it doesn't land for me because 
you know, it's great if something looks nice, but if it's not captivating or intriguing, after, you know, it's only 88 minutes, after 88 minutes, you're still like, that was a slog, okay. you know? All right. Now, shift gears, you've got Cobweb, and Cobweb, oh, so so I guess the point I wanted to make was Cobweb and, and, and Dark Harvest, the reason I chose these two of all the movies I watched is because they're both very much fables. Okay. I mean, Dark Harvest just comes out and says, look, he, here's the mythology of, of you know, Sawtooth Jack, and it's very much a fable. Like, this has to be done, or the consequences are this. It's very much a Grimm's fairy tale. And the same goes for Cobweb. But Cobweb doesn't come out and say it. Cobweb's not like, hey, this is a fairy tale, so look at it through that lens. You watch Cobweb, and at the end of it, you're like, oh, that was a fairy tale. Okay. That was like a dark Grimm's kind of fairy tale. But they're not saying it is. Like, you kind of come to that conclusion by the end of it. And the budget for this movie was $30 million. So I'm torn. I'm like, well, shit, should I respect, you know, David Slade's, what he did with a very small budget that looked just as good as Cobweb, if not better... But Cobweb did was gorgeous as well. Like the the uh, director, shit, because oh, I suck at all my jobs. <laughs> I'll look it up. Sam Samuel Bowden, I think his name is. He did Marianne on Netflix. Okay. Now, sinners, if you haven't checked out Marianne, it's his French horror series on Netflix, and it is scary as fuck. Definitely check it out. So I was intrigued. Yeah. That's Samuel what, Bowden. Samuel Bowden. So yeah. that's why I want to see Cobweb. Cobweb's getting the boots put to it. Because they have some janky CGI at the end with a reveal. It didn't bother me that much. Okay. I, I, I honestly don't know why the... I, I do know why, because it's more cost effective. But they should have gone practical. It would have landed. They could have gotten a good VFX house and done amazing practical. It, it's only in the last 10 minutes of movies. So it's not like your whole budget is going to be expended on that you know so look choices there were choices made and and people are are putting the boots to them because they felt it's the wrong one but the movie's good and it's effective it has an ending i'm not spoiling anything but it has an ending that's akin to um to let the right one in like it builds up and then there's you know but the movie is very atmospheric and everybody does a really great job and you're kept guessing the whole time you're like i really don't know what's going on here and then of course at the end there's the reveal and then have it, you know, then you choose whether you, it lands for you or not. Okay. But I just, I want to check that out. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. It's like two, two movies that I watched this week and they're, they're completely different, but they have, they're kind of going for the same fably dark, you know, Grimm's fairy tale kind of vibe. And one works really well. And then one doesn't, you know, it's kind of a bummer, but It's waiting there for you, sinners. Check them out. Um, like I said, Dark Harvest is on VOD. Um, and if you get Hulu, you can check out Cobweb. So you've already paid for it if you have Hulu, so get on it. <laughs> so that's it for movies, but I'm just going to quickly rifle through streaming. Because yeah. it is Halloween week. So Jen and I finished The Fall of uh, the House of Usher. I, we did too. I flew through that. Air high fives. Air yeah. high fives. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy Cannoli. Blown away. How about the fact that, let's give, you know what? Let's give it up for Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood, this is for you. Because as I'm reading about, you know, diving into the making of, Bruce Greenwood replaced Frank Langella 
Now, Frank Langella would have been effective as Roderick Usher because he's got that, like, gravitas. Like, yo, he's very with the voice and he was Dracula. That was, that, Frank Langella wasn't here, Sinners. That was me again. I did that. So he got into a little trouble and they pulled him off the plate. So Bruce Greenwood subs in. That means he didn't have as much prep time. I thought he did incredible. I I thought he was perfect. I right? yeah. If he had to like scramble to figure out his character, it did not look that way at all. Everybody I was loved it. So good. Yes. Um. I loved the way it came together. And then it, when you start to get like after the third episode, and you kind of figure out like what every episode is going to be. Yeah. You know, and you just you're like maybe one more, maybe one more. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just can't wait to see what's going to happen. Oh, it was, oh, I had the pit and the pendulum. I was oh my God. how they were going to do that. And I was just giddy with glee. Sinners, if you're a Poe fan, your eyes will not even be able to absorb all the Poe references and visuals that are in this series. And every episode is named after uh, Poe work. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it, br- it was brilliant from beginning to end. It's a post-stravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> okay, so Fall the House Usher on Netflix right now. You've got on Paramount Plus this show called Bargain, which looks interesting. Um, uh, organ s- thieves okay. are stealing organs and ra- like s- raffling them off to to uh, you know, I guess whoever wants to buy organs. Oh, yeah, in this building. Then there's an earthquake. There's an earthquake, and then they're trapped. But then they're trapped with like the people that they had already kidnapped, and were trying to take their organs. So it's like a, I guess a a fight for survival within the the building. It looked interesting, so I'll check that out. Then you've got Living for the Dead, which is on Hulu, which is executive produced by uh, Kristen Stewart, and that is a cross between Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and Ghost Hunters, which sounds intriguing. So I'm going to check out an episode of that. Sounds different. 30 Coins on HBO. You ever check out 30 Coins? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sinner's 30 Coins is a Spanish production. It came out like, I guess, two, three years ago. And this is the second season. Um, It's bonkers in the best way. Okay. It kind of gets Lovecraftian and very witchy and super horrific and gory and... It's the battle for good and evil. It's kind of like, like, it, it, I absolutely am convinced John Carpenter is obsessed with this series. Like, it's it also feels very John Carpentery, specifically like um, Prince of Darkness ish. Okay. So great vibes all over that. That releases on the twenty third, which I think is tomorrow. Uh, yes. Guess I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, work. Uh, <laughs> then you've got Five Nights at Freddy's uh, is released in theaters and also on Peacock on the 27th. And I might be wrong about theaters, but I don't think I am. I think it is getting a release. But, uh, Fre- Five Nights at Freddy's? Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, it's a theatrical release. Okay, cool. Yes. So that's in theaters and that, then that's on Peacock. Then you've got, oh boy, When Evil Lurks is dropping on Shudder. And that's dropping on Shudder on the 27th. And I guess I know what I'm doing the 27th. Before Watch, I go, oh, watching it again, I'm gonna have to watch that again. <laughs> I feel like I just punched myself in the ribs. Oh my god! But in a good way. Sinners, that movie is so messed up and so good, but also so messed up. <laughs> um, Night of the Hunted is on Shutter. I'm gonna be honest. I I just know that a woman goes to a convenience store and then is trapped there by a sniper 
It sounds intriguing. Okay. Um, and then Sister Death is coming to Netflix on Friday. If you had watched Veronica a couple of years back on Netflix about a girl who gets possessed. Okay. It got a, re- a lot of really good buzz. I watched it. It was good. Nice. This is the prequel to it. So I'm, again, oh my God, I got a really busy Friday. <laughs> so that's it for streaming and that's that's it for all the stuff I got. Yeah. Um, I think the only last thing we should, um, uh, hopefully it's not too late. If you guys are still looking to do uh, to do something on Halloween, um, oh, thank you for and you're not saying this, <laughs> and you're not, uh, you know, taking kids out trick or treating. Uh, Sean and I are going to be hosting uh, Tuesday night trivia because Halloween obviously is on a Tuesday uh, this year, and we're going to be at uh, the Red Zone Bar and Grill, which is located in West Babylon. Red Zone, Red Zone, Red Zone, Red Zone. Best wings on Long Island. Uh, oh, kind, kind of a big deal. Just saying. I am going to crush. The regular Buffalo Hot, also the barbecue, <laughs> then I'm going to end my night with the sweet Thai chili, and then the next day, I'm not going to move at all. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to we're gonna have to roll you to the car. <laughs> the wings are so good. There's also disco fries. I mean, guys, come on. And we'll be there. And we'll be there. That's right. Yeah, it's, so it's uh, 770 Sunrise Highway. West Babylon, New York, if you're in the area uh, looking for something to do. It's absolutely free to uh, come join us, uh, to go in and play, Um, you know, have some food, have some drinks. There'll be gifts and prizes. There'll be gifts and prizes. Yep. And um, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. And I can say that John, the owner, Mm -hmm. will kiss your face. (laughs) If you walk in the door, you will get... A free face kiss. So you have that coming from John. I hope John's not listening because he's so much bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to twist me into a human pretzel. All right, so look, we've got we've got our regular podcast uh, to record right now. So I hope you enjoyed Shortcuts. I hope we laid out a lot of great things to do in this Halloween week. Everybody wish Shannon a great trip to Incredible Salem. And we will... Talk to you soon. All right, take us out of here, Shannon. That's a cut. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to call you.